Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort, healing, and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered. We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment. From systemic trauma to abusive power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy, Irby, and Phoebe will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at bringing humanity back to medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in a space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse Check Podcast. I'm Hehe, And I'm Mandy. And today we're diving into the boundaries or the blurred ones that do exist around social media and being a healthcare professional. So I recently saw social media post about a nurse in Macon, Georgia, who the headline read as if she had taken a phone into a patient's operating room posted it on Snapchat and then lost her job. So the internet, of course, is clapping like, yeah, she deserves to lose her job. But then as Mandy and I are looking into it, we find that she's been exonerated. And then there are things that come along later and they serve her a warrant later. And I just had so many questions that (laughs) popped into my brain about the whole ethics of this. So obviously social media has never existed before and healthcare has always been around, but social media is not going anywhere. So the future is a place where they convene and we have to have a balance there where you can both have a social media presence, whether that be personal or professional creator-ish and be a healthcare worker. And so some of my questions, my burning ones are, you know, can you get fired for something that's posted on the internet? I feel like the answer is probably yes and no, but where is that where is that line from yes to no? What do we attach it to? So is it in in your employee's policy? Is it tied to your license? Are there just understood boundaries? Is this legislation? Should it be laws? What are we going to do in the future? And I just thought that Mandy and I could have a cool conversation about what this might look like in mixing these two things that don't always seem like they they meet because you have to be aware of HIPAA, but also you do want to have a social media presence. You do want to talk about it. Mandy, what's it look like? What are we going to do about this? Yeah, it is murky. It's murky. And to me, it doesn't feel murky at first until he, he popped off about it just a second ago. And then we were like, press record because this is pretty much our conversation. We were reviewing some response videos to the news that this Macon hospital nurse 
was arrested on a warrant and charged by the police at the medical center for allegedly recording the birth of another of a patient and then posting it on social media. And so it sounds like you can't get your information from the news on this case, because that is not going to be specific, just like he, he said, about your license, about your state, about your facility. This is not the rules. I think they're arguing two things. One, that it was surveillance. And then I haven't seen much on the alleged posting on Snapchat, but then it feels like that's separate. Posting on Snapchat is separate than the recording because recording can be considered surveillance independent of whether it was posted publicly or not. So that's something to think about. And so I don't agree with one of the things that you said, he, he earlier, one of the questions that you would raise was how do we separate because the response video that we were watching, nurses are getting information from influencers on the internet that are not either giving you information in your best interest, don't know what they're talking about, giving you wrong information, misinformation. They're just like, it's almost like tabloids. Like it's hard to know if it's the clickbait title or if they, if you're learning something that is valuable for your license and for navigating this new murky water around being a nurse, being a professional in healthcare and having a social media. Well, my point was that when you buy courses, no one is also a nurse. And so they don't understand that healthcare aspect. And so, and I hope this is the same point. Wait, but courses I, about what? Courses about how to build a business and how oh. to build social media is those people are truly selling to small business owners and artists and bloggers, you know, people who do not have licenses or laws dictating what they can and can't put on the internet. And so I just worry if that's where some things are getting blurred is that nurses are buying courses on how to do this stuff, but then the actual teacher of that course is not taken in consideration that this is a healthcare professional. They have a license to protect. They have HIPAA to comply with things like that. Oh, so you're saying like nurses who are like nurse influencers, which I don't know if this person was, and I haven't either dug deep enough. That person's Instagram is gone. So I, I can't tell, or it's been taken down. So yeah, I don't know if this was an influencer. I don't know what they had been learning or what they were talking about or whom they had been learning from. but. To me, this is black and white under HIPAA. Mm. You know, so if I heard someone say, oh my gosh, you should definitely write your titles to your captions or whatever in a in like inflammatory, excitable language that get people to watch, or you know what people like, it does not take long for someone in birth influencer space to identify that audiences love to watch births. Yeah. They love Always. it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's freaking everywhere because we don't know about it. We don't exactly. have good insight into real birth. It's all dramatized. It's all in movies. It's all screaming chaos. And when it doesn't yeah. happen like that, when it actually happens, like it's supposed to happen, 
people are fascinated by it. It's a human story. It's organic. Like there's so many pieces of it that are just perfect. I mean, you don't have to tell us. We love it personally. Yeah. yeah. We also are on the internet. We also make content. We also don't post birth stories, but yeah. it doesn't take long to notice that that's what gets traction. That's what gets eyeballs. And so if you're, whatever your goals are on social media, I can see the confusion. There yeah. is no confusion about this in HIPAA. Any nurse who has read HIPAA compliance policies knows that multiple pieces of this are very clearly breaking HIPAA rules. And in my mind and what I was taught either, you know, organically through discussion or just like being super transparent when it comes to human to human connection with your patients, as I was kind of on my, what is trauma-informed care journey it was very clear to me that it does not matter if I am recording in my patient space. It does not matter if I am taking a phone call in my patient space. It doesn't matter if I'm talking about them. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to the provider in my patient space. What matters is what my patient thinks is happening mm. in that space. And that became clear when I was learning to center the patient and think like, do they have all the information they need to make choices? What could be confusing? Am I contributing? Could I make things more clear for them? Could I answer questions or open up conversation in a new different way that helps them connect and get information out of me that they need without me just like dumping and, you know, and my specific employer at the time would refuse flat out to give any of us communication devices. We had nothing to use nothing that our managers would use and was provided. They demanded that we use our cell phones. They texted us all throughout our shifts and off our shifts. Mm. I would get phone calls in the room from my heads of departments while on a shift in a patient's room on my personal phone. So confusing. Should not be allowed. Talk about rules. In fact, we lived in the patriarchy. That was actual patriarchy. And I was the boss. I would be like, that is a conflict of interest that's out of line. It's confusing. So if any time I like had to do something on my phone because it was like work related and it was the only way to get help into the room, I had to be so clear. Hello, this is Mandy. I am at work. And I would say like I was answering the phone for the facility, even though it was my personal phone to be very clear. This is work related. This is benefiting you. I'm so sorry. This is not my kid's school. Also, I'm not recording. If I have my phone out, Anyone can assume I'm recording. Mm. That's not what happened in this case. This person was actually on trial for allegedly recording. They had their light on. The partner of the patient noticed the light was on, made note, took note, said it, said, you're recording. And the nurse allegedly said, no, it's just my light. Turned it off, put it back in their pocket. And that was a thing that happened. There are times when I've seen nurses with their light on in their pocket their flashlight because it's on their home screen. And I would be like, Hey, your lights on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, one, I don't want my phone to die Two, I don't want anyone to think of recording. Like it's a flashlight, right? You would never want that thought to cross your mind or accidentally be doing that. So you adjust your phone very quickly and be like, Oh, what an awful thing to have to, to have to have right with you because someone's going to call you at work. You have to have it. Because that's the only way to communicate if in need, besides pressing a button on the wall. And then also it's a recording device. 
Like it's a pretty powerful recording device. It makes the job very difficult to be very clear that you are following the rules of HIPAA while also managing these needs of your job that are not being provided to you by the facility. Totally different topic than intentionally recording people, but I'm talking about nurses. The vast majority of us are constantly trying to avoid HIPAA violations. Like it is forefront in my facilities. I have seen it be very forefront and be very like, I don't want to get into that chart. Why don't you log in and look up the stuff and talk to me if you need me to help you with that. I don't want to look up stuff that I'm not supposed to be in. Like very careful to cross our tease and daughter eyes around HIPAA. So that was a clear, like if that were to have happened to me, it's a clear HIPAA violation. Yeah. The internet was pretty clear too. They felt like that was a really cut and dry case to, you know, it makes a difference. What if it really was just her flashlight and she didn't record it? No, the headline did say something about being posted on Snapchat. So, you know, we circled back kind of to that social media piece. This conversation reminds me of the whole, you know, Doctors Are Humans 2 campaign where how far do we allow providers to encroach into one's personal life? Can you tell me what I can and can't post on the internet as long as it's not a HIPAA violation or some sort of slander on the hospital name or brand, right? Like, are mm-hmm. you allowed to have a professional page that does not necessarily tie you back to the hospital system that you work at, but by a simple Google search, someone could make the connection, right? You have this this presence online, let's say you even have a large following, are you allowed to post bikini pictures? It's your professional page. It's yours. It is not connected to the hospital directly. Indirectly, it is. Does the hospital have the right to say you can't post that? Two questions. Yeah. How is it indirectly related to your hospital? Meaning that she didn't tag the hospital, but if someone searched their name by a simple Google search, it would say this person works at so-and-so hospital. How? Why? Who would be posting that they work? What what information would pop up that would let you know? Because you can, you can Google doctors, doctor and first and last name, and their employer page will pop up from the hospital that they work right. at. Right. That's the employer posting about their employees, their employer's choice to post your name, face, likeness on their advertisements, their websites, their rate your doctor pages, their meet your doctor, their website. So the only reason, if you're careful, the only way that you should be connected or potentially could be connected to an employer is by that employer. Yeah, but does that employer not have a right to be able to publish who they hire? No. Oh, I disagree. As a business owner, I believe that if we're going to be given face-to-face patient care, we should have those faces readily available with some background information so that our clients, and in this case, hospital patients, know that they are in safe hands. They can look up these people. They don't post the nurses. 
I believe that they should. And it's been a complaint of mine for many, many years. <laughs> I think it should be right down to the janitorial staff. Here is, here is the main reason I think this should happen. When someone is assaulted by someone at the hospital, whether it be the valet person or right. a nurse or a provider, it is not guaranteed that that person has an ID badge on. And if they do, 95% of the time it is turned around backwards and someone who has just been traumatized or even having trouble advocating for themselves is not going to be able to ask that person to identify themselves, nor are they going to conjure up the question, can you turn around your badge, right? And they yeah. need to be able to identify who made that hospital facility unsafe. And yeah. the only way we can do that is usually by pictures. And names, we're going to have the first name of a nurse who took care of you. You may not know her last name, but you at least recognize her face and you know the first name. We can usually nail it down. Does this person now work in the unit you were in? And they can pull the shift. I was I was literally checked into your hospital here. Was this person my nurse? You know, mm -hmm. we can track it back. The valet person, like there are cameras. It was this person that looked like this. I checked out at this time. There you go. Okay, so that gets sticky because are now connected on your personal social media because your hospital or because the employment that you're in, the job that you're in, posts really? you on their webpage and that's just how it is. That's not how it is currently. It's also not just healthcare professionals. What about teachers? Teachers oh, want teachers to post their gym pictures in a sports bra because they have third graders. First of all, your third graders shouldn't have been following me. I'm a 31-year-old woman teach in third grade because I'm a teacher and they shouldn't be following me, right? I'm allowed to drink. I'm allowed to be in a relationship. I'm allowed to do a lot of things a third grader shouldn't know. But how does that work in yeah, yeah. other professions? I was thinking the teachers, when we got into this, I was like, teachers too. Teachers totally. have gotten a lot of shit for having profiles. What do you think? So what's the answer to the question in your opinion? I think that I am a doula and I don't have to figure this problem out. Uh, <laughs> and I'm super happy that this is not my job. I do think the error is so much nuance, right? What we're going to have to see is probably a couple of different things. There will probably have to be legislation around it because there'll have to be laws protecting both parties. I think we'll have no. to. I think we'll have to. And then I think no. what's going to have to happen is hospitals will probably write their own policy. They do. Hospitals do write their own policies. Yeah. And then I think it's going to come down to individual cases. So kind of like, you know, you're allowed to post on the internet, but it should, you should never be in branded stuff. So take off your branded jacket. Don't have your badge on. Don't even have it in the picture. Don't flip it around. Take it completely off. You know, maybe the policy is you're not allowed to film on hospital grounds at all. Okay. Sometimes it's just not on places, but I mean, where does that extend to? Is that the cafeteria? Sure. On grounds. Is that your parking lot? Is someone allowed to decompress in the parking lot or will that get them fired? What we are trying to do or what I, I envision as ideal is we have clear parameters so that when we get in these sticky situations and someone <clears throat> has posted in the parking lot, they've said absolutely nothing about the hospital and nothing bad, but they are so-called a difficult employee or they are that unit's one person that that unit doesn't like, we cannot allow for hospital systems to then use this at their leisure and say, well, it applies here and it doesn't. No, either the parking lot is good or it's not good to film in. Well, that's what hospitals do all the time. They, really? like we were just talking about nurse bullies and 
hospital culture thrives on fear, hatred, bullying, secrecy. Yes. Secrecy culture. Keep this quiet. It's just between you and I. This doesn't leave my office. Doesn't leave my office. Writing. Right. Oh my God. They'll never put it in writing. And I'm like, per our conversation. (laughs) And also office at two 13 on Thursday, September 14th. (laughs) I know. And I definitely, we could have a whole podcast on that. And I want a guest, if you know about (laughs) information like that, because there's a separate topic and I would love someone to come on and talk about this. There's a separate topic about recording your meetings, personal, like hatred from your manager or HR meetings on your personal phone, on your personal device. There are rules and laws about that. And it, from what I understand, varies by state, but we would need, I would love to have that conversation as healthcare employees protecting themselves, not with a patient, totally different. We're talking about the job, the employment being like retaliated against whistleblowers, things like that. That is, that would be separate. This is kind of more about HIPAA and also more about the public facing professional slash personal social media, which I agree that it's new and it's nuanced, but also I am so thrilled by what social media has brought healthcare in the, you know, in the last decade, we've been able to see it as adults and like watch it happen and nurses and residents and physicians and other providers are talking to each other all over the world for the first time in the last decade, specifically in the last two to three years, it's just gotten so much faster. And nurses are learning outside of their hospital and their facility and outside of their professional organizations, which are also getting money and giving like they've got the money flow with the facilities going on and insurance companies and big Big pharma, things like that. They've got money. Illusion. Collusion. <laughs> I just say everyone's in bed together because I can never remember the word collusion or it's like a circle jerk. <laughs> it's a circle jerk. That's, that's why. That's why. Like fifth grade level vocab here for you. Yes, they're in the circle jerk. But nurses, we don't want to be in the circle jerk because we know that that causes harm to our patients, and it is actually prioritizing the priorities of the facility and big pharma and the government and all the people that are over here. We are here for patients and we are here for communities and each other. And so when nurses start learning outside of that, that's when powerful change can happen and other healthcare professionals. So that's what I'm so excited about. So when people are like, nurses shouldn't be influencers, nurses shouldn't be on the internet. Absolutely not. We should be. And if that means you have to leave your facility, and learn how to specifically teach and educate and advocate and recruit other people, recruit, yeah, engage for change outside of your facility, then that might be something that nurses have to do and professionals have to do. But I absolutely love it. And it does mean that it's new and we have to be very, very careful about what we're doing and how we're doing it and how transparent we are about I'm a professional in this, but I don't know what I'm talking about over here. So go to your own homework, go to your own research and people consuming information on the internet should be doing that. We should be very diligent in finding out credentials and what 
what our educators can be teaching about and what they can't be teaching about mm-hmm. and kind of taking things with a grain of salt, double checking, looking in our specific state, looking up our specific license, looking up our specific facility policies. There are still steps to be done. That's what we do inside trauma-informed birth nurse. We're like, okay, here's some information. Now go do this inside of your own pocket in your own specific world and where you work, because they're going to be differences, even in like patient rights handouts that you give your patients, it's going to read differently per facility. You should do that homework specifically for yourself and for your own license and things like that. Yeah. And if you don't know the laws around HIPAA, the guidelines around HIPAA, you should, you guys at any moment, you should be able to name the things that make up HIPAA. You should be able to know right off the top of your head, what violates HIPAA and what is it within guideline? HIPAA is super important. It plays a really important role in our healthcare system. It also plays a really important role in limiting information that is passed around to professionals because it's okay. intense and they've scared us about it. They'll fire people publicly kind of on spot to show everyone what it, what it means to violate it. And it's sometimes difficult to discern what is a HIPAA violation and what's not because You're trying to learn also from situations and are you learning in your facility? Are you learning out of your facility? It can be really confusing. So we'll post some links down below for you to also just make sure you've read that recently. Yeah. There are professionals too. So if you think you've got a situation where you just want some advice or to talk to somebody about like, does this constitute it? Is this a a violation? There are people out there who can help you do that. I'm not one and Mandy is not one, but there are people out there who can help you. They're usually lawyers and they'll talk to you for free for just a few minutes to get the base of your case. All right, Mandy, this was an interesting topic. I'm excited to see in the years come what happens with social media. How does it transform the way that healthcare professionals show up and have a presence online? Yeah, for sure. And nurses being hit with all of these, what's it called? Criminal charges. Yeah. Is shaking up a lot of the culture inside of healthcare facilities for professionals and for consumers. So be really, really careful about how it might look no matter what you're doing, writing, write things down. If you need to write things down about what happened, keep your phone (laughs) out of your hands when you're around patients. Flashlights off. (laughs) Flashlights off. Holy shit. Yeah. Just be really careful about it because it's time to get it's time to get that continuing ed, brushing up on all of your, uh, within your scope and sticking up for yourself, advocating for yourself and becoming part of communities that are teaching nurses how to do that and teaching healthcare professionals how to do that within your scope and within your specialty so that you feel confident that you are, I don't know, not, you don't want to put doubt in anyone's mind or confusion in anyone's mind that I guess anyone can just like say anything about you. Can't they? There's not much you can do. Not much you can do. Not much you can do except don't fucking videotape your patients. God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have a brain. So bad to say. Oh, that's all. To be clear. We don't know whether this person in that article did or did not do. The internet is very, very unclear on that. So Manny and I don't know. And, you know, it's nothing to us. I just thought it was an interesting conversation about where is the future of medicine and social media headed. Careful out there. 
Also, I think healthcare professionals can post their bikinis just for the record. Oh, me too. Let me see those bodies. Post whatever you want. Legal and right. Not HIPAA violation. (laughs) Other stuff, post whatever you want. I think (laughs) not everyone agrees with us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. On that note. We are now taking reviews on our podcast. <laughs> Not on that note. When the podcast strikes the strikes you in a great mood and you're really loving it and you learn something, go write a review. That'd be so helpful for us. Why? Because more healthcare professionals can hear it. We can have these conversations, learn, be better, grow, change our culture to be safer and improve healthcare. Number two, we're also taking recordings. So you can go to the mandyerby.com slash pulse check podcast, or the link is below. I'll put the number down below, but also you get like spam calls, spam bot calls if you put your number there. So I'll like write it out. So call the number below. We won't answer it. It's just a recording spot for you to tell us how you feel, questions you have or opinions. And we'll put it on our podcast and talk about it. Until next week, we'll see you on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a quick stat and something to think about until we see you next time. According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout, which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out? If you or anyone you know has a story to share, please contact us on Instagram at pulsecheck.podcast. We'd love to share your story.